We have two great testimonies for you today, and I hope that as you see people from our congregation sharing, that you will be encouraged and maybe even challenged to see how uh, different people have been dealing with this quarantine time that we've been living in. As I was listening to Charles uh, film his testimony, these words came to my mind, and they, they are small steps in big situations. Small steps in big situations. I thought of Matthew 14, where Jesus is walking on the water and he's walking towards the disciples in the boat and they see this form coming towards them. And and Jesus speaks out saying, take heart. It is I do not be afraid. And Peter answers him saying, Lord, if it is you command me to come to you on the water. The water was the unknown the, the water was the thing that he couldn't see, that he didn't know how things were going to play out. And yet he knows that God is there and God is with him. And he cries out saying, if it is you, command me to come to you out on the water and I will come. And so Jesus says, come. And so Peter gets out of the boat and walks on the water. And I know walking on water doesn't seem like a small step in a big situation. Uh, but Jesus wasn't asking Peter to run a marathon. He wasn't asking Peter to, to you know, preach to 3,000 people or anything of that magnitude. All he was asking was for faith and for a small step in big situations. And I know for myself, even in these past few months, that, that things have seemed chaotic and they've seemed um, like nobody knows what the answer is one day to the next. And yet God is on the other side of this calling to us saying, saying, it's me. I'm here. Don't be afraid. Just take one step at a time, small steps in big situations. I hope you keep that in mind today as you listen to these testimonies. Our first testimony is from Charles Carr, who shares about what God's been doing in his life during this time of COVID-19. Pastor Sam, you asked me a question. What has God been doing in my life? Well, what hasn't he been doing? For a bit of background, for those that don't know me quite as well, I used to be the type that wanted to have control over everything in my life. I felt I was the author of my life, creator of my own success, and the one in control of my own destiny. A few years ago, we were chatting in Monday Night Small Group and talking about how I used to be and how I've had a hard time giving up control, which there's no doubt I still struggle with at times. Austin actually piped up and stated in a matter-of-fact way, what do you actually have control over in your life anyways? Or something to that very effect. It got me thinking, what do I actually control in my life? The biggest hurdle before coming to Christ was the ability to let go, and that brings me to your question. Truthfully, this season we're in with COVID-19 has been hard to say the very least. It's taken a toll on my mental health and my ability to cope with the stress of the unknown. What has God been doing in my life? Well, for starters, he's been a constant in my life, ever-present and never-failing. When I struggle, I know I can go to him. Well, most people who know me know I'm not one that really likes to pray out loud. I've spent many times in a day silently praying, praying for the world, praying for our country, praying for our church family, my family, my friends, and praying for my own wellness, direction, and guidance. When things are taken away from us, and in this case, taken the life and health of many thousands of people, and for us, including myself, taking our sense of freedom, what do we do? We all cope in so many different ways, and for me, it's been physical activity. But beyond all else, God has put on my heart to pray to help weather the storm. 
What has he done for me? Well, it hasn't been easy to always notice, but God has been working by removing the busyness from my life, removing things in life that have taken a lot of time, and giving me the time to focus on things that matter. Focus more on my kids, keeping connected as much as I can with friends and family, and my own health, and focus on prayer. One area I haven't been able to focus on as much, though, was giving back by giving time. I'm hoping to focus on integrating that back more and more in the near future as everything starts to open up a bit more. We are joking at home the other day, well, partly joking, that COVID has treated me well. What was meant by that is the time that this season has given me has allowed me to focus on exercise, getting outside, getting out for walks, runs, hiking, which has benefited me physically, but even more so has benefited my mental health and ability to manage my way through this season. What it's also done is allowed me to give more time to focus on my faith in Jesus to carry me through. When I'm having my doubts, I try to rely on him alone to provide clarity. I have a specific worship phase playlist that I listen to on every walk, every jog, every run. It's a powerful playlist that reminds me who, the, uh, who to place my faith in. I can feel the rush of energy from the music, and I've even broken down emotionally while out on our walks and runs because of the overwhelming power God has placed in these words and therefore on my heart. As part of my walk, I often walk from my home on 240th near Lowheed, up the hill of 108 from 248 up to Carmichael and back to Bosworth, down to Bosworth and back. I'm sure many of you know the hill. It's interesting because so many times I'll get to the top of that hill on 108 and have an emotional rush and tears will stream down my face. Not because I'm sad, but because it's given me the time to reflect on my day, my thoughts, my actions, and it's time I've had alone with God, me and Him to think, to reflect, and to pray. What he's instilled in my heart is that he alone has got this. And that it's okay if I don't know exactly what that will look like. It doesn't mean I won't feel pain or suffer or that people I care about won't suffer in some ways. But he's got this in the way he's blinding us. That's what having faith is all about, right? Trusting that God has his hands in everything and that the motions are set into place. What has God been doing in my life? Well, he's been changing my heart. He's been pushing me to pray, acknowledge my own shortcomings, and be thankful for the health he alone has afforded me. I've been able to follow new pastor's messages on social media, and more than anything, focus on prayer. Have I mentioned prayer yet? He's been pushing me to focus on those close to me, and not worry about the little distractions. If I've been perfect at what he's been doing in my life, definitely not. There's so many other things that he's put on my heart that I haven't been able to get to or focus on as much, much as I'd like. But he's placed it there for me and planted that seed. The season is a challenging one, but I know I'll get through it. We will get through it if we place our trust that he's got this. Our next testimony is from Chris and Gabby Torrens, who actually experienced COVID-19 firsthand in their household. Okay, so our story, uh, how COVID hit our house. Um, it's probably towards the end of March that um, I, yeah, it was the week the kids were supposed to be going back to school. Uh, I started feeling kind of feverish, um, just really hot. My eyes were really hot and just an indication that something was up. And uh, the following week, the Tuesday, my dad um, is rushed to the hospital um, because he's having heart, uh, just pressure in his heart and um, turns out he's having a heart attack 
and so they rushed him to rural Colombian and um, they had asked him if he had been coughing and he said yes I had been coughing in the past couple of days so they tested him for COVID um, a couple of days later the, the results came back positive um, which indicated that we most likely all have it or at least I have it in that moment because um, all the symptoms the fever the achy bones uh, but we didn't realize it when you were sick right no we didn't really re realize it until we got the results from my dad's test that came back positive and then we're and then we were sure we were 99.9 percent .9 that we that I had contracted um, the virus some somewhere along the lines of me doing groceries perhaps right from many stores from many stores <laughs> like to, to point out I had to go to Safeway save on Costco all in one day to stock up of course right but um, we were as cautious as like as soon as I would bring the groceries home I would go straight upstairs and take a shower and we would basically wipe down every piece of grocery so we were we were definitely very cautious um, and even though I was skeptical of the whole thing it, it it, it, it did hit our home. When it finally hit, um, I was stuck in my room for two days uh, with a fever, achy bones, um, just feeling really miserable. But at the same time, I did not want to be stuck in my room. I wanted to be out with my family, um, just sitting on the couch, even if I was doing nothing. I just wanted to be not stuck alone because it was a lonely. It was lonely being in a room stuck by yourself. So yeah, after the third day, I finally left my room. Day um, three. Day three, even though Chris was very hesitant about me leaving the room. He's like, you're gonna contaminate everybody else. And and then at that time, we had already received the, um, the report that my dad tested positive after his heart attack. And um, he was coming back home and somebody needed to pick him up. So I was the one that was gonna pick him up. Um, so I, I masked up and I drove to the hospital, picked him up, and brought him back home, and and it, it was it was fine. I mean, he seemed okay. He honestly looked pretty good. He didn't look like he had had a heart attack nor COVID. Um, yeah. So that week, that was probably the the Wednesday, and then by Thursday, um, Chris had started to feel sick and had developed a fever. And it was his turn to quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was for me, I was being very cautious, just trying to, I felt like I was trying to protect the household and just did not want to take any unnecessary risks, knowing what was out there. And then it was just like a bomb that dropped on our household. And then I, going through my head was, how did that happen? How did that get into the house? Like... There's only a few ways that it could have got in was we've only gone out in the last three weeks for groceries. So it had to be from a grocery store. Who knows, really? I mean, that's really what we're guessing. And a few days later, um, I got a fever. I was very lethargic. I wanted to, I just felt like I just wanted to curl up in a ball and, and, just rest, but I couldn't rest. I was very restless. Trying to just 
keep things at bay, feeling like I was in control, but I wasn't really in control. And then when I finally succumbed to being just sitting in bed with a fever, I just had to write it out and be patient. There was nothing I could do at that point. And it just felt very helpless. After I started to lose, the day I lost the fever was when I thought, okay, it's, it's, I'm, I'm finally getting over it. I broke the fever. So, I, I think Haley maybe got it the worst out of the kids. Um, she had a pretty high fever, and but she slept through it. She slept for 13 hours the next day, and, and she was back to normal. And the boys got um, sick. Yeah, at the same time, they both had a fever the same night, and the next day they were a little sluggish, but they were back to normal. I think our oldest is likes to be home um, but they also would like to go see their friends it's more of a question how long is this going to last and mm-hmm. you know they're, when will we go back to school I want to see my friends it's very hard for them at their age you know being 9, 11 and 13 to grasp um, what's going on in the world right now it's even hard enough for us adults to figure out what's going on. Things have changed in just the last two, three months. So, so yeah, it definitely didn't affect um, them that bad. And even my parents, you know, that we were so worried that yes. because of them being elderly, um, I think we, yeah, my mom said she had a fever for a day. Same with my dad, just like a, a day, but nothing like we what we experienced. Right. We were worried about our son Hudson because he's got a, a severe heart defect. But he, yeah, he's in God's hands. That little guy, he's protected. Yeah, he hardly ever gets sick. But um, yeah, our concerns definitely there for that. Uh, my workplace decided to go remote a week before it was talked about going. So mid March was when it was suggested that people work from home if they could work from home. Thankfully, we implemented a, an additional 10 days of COVID sick days. Um, it was a blessing because I simply caught it at the end of March. And just that, there was just a three-week period where everything just turned upside down. I'm working full-time remote. Kids started to uh, have to be home for school. Uh, Gabby's workplace had closed and then COVID hit our home and we truly had to isolate and not just um, social distance. I admittedly the first week I was worried. I Everything I'd read and everything that you would see on TV and just I'm a numbers person, I I watch the numbers, and that's a bad thing in some cases, but um, things just were not looking well, and I was always concerned about which way is this going to go. I didn't rest. I, I could not rest when I felt like there was nothing I could do. My sleep was probably the worst that it had ever been. I would sleep for an hour. It'd be naps constantly, even in the evening. I'd be so tired, but my mind was racing, and I couldn't stop it from racing. 
and yes, you feel helpless when you're out of control. <laughs> it's it's easy to go through a day and feel like you're in control of what's happening. You get to make decisions, but <laughs> when it's out of your control and you just have to sit and be still, very tough, very tough. Our patience definitely was tested. <laughs> It's definitely different when you're with family all day. <laughs> um, yes, we've argued a lot more just from being around each other. We've argued with the kids. Kids argue with each other. <laughs> there is a lot more drama that's experienced when you're with family constantly. Yeah, no, there definitely is. Yeah, it's not a lie for sure. There's a lot of arguing, a lot of disagreeing. Um, just bickering, um, but in the midst of it all, like, I think um, we were able to serve each other in sickness and health, and mostly in the sickness part, we we're, we're good at coming together and and serving each other in those times where we really need each other. Um, yeah, but being together all the time is definitely trying, and in so many levels, there are a lot more ups. But there are also some downs, but I think in the end, it did end up drawing us closer. Yeah. There's, I think there's good things that have come out of it. Like he's home, he's able to have dinners with us. Um, you know, we're, we're able to like end the day together, all, all of us. So yeah, there's those little things that I definitely don't take for granted and that I really appreciate that, um, which has brought us a little bit closer together. I mean, we're still a work in progress every day. It's still a work in progress. It's odd that, you know, you're thinking that you thank God so much like you get to the point where, you know, you feel like you're making some progress where there has been no progress. Uh, I always remember Philippians 4.4 to 4.8 thinking, keep presenting your request to God. And then do not worry, just... Let him take over. So that was something that I always held on to for many years, probably a good 12, 12 years for myself. It was something that I would constantly remind myself about and did remember. So mm-hmm. patience. Yes. <laughs> patience. That's yes. a verse that we memorized together about 15, 14 years ago. And that's the one verse that I've, I actually still remember and have memorized. Do not worry about anything, but in everything. With prayer and petition, present your request to God. And the peace of God will transcend. Transcends all understanding. Will God guard your hearts and your minds? And yeah, that is definitely a verse that um, that was going through my mind. And I even wrote it down. I was looking at my journal today. In, in the time that I was stuck in my room, I wrote it down. Um, kind of as, as a prayer. Yeah. And then I remember going in the room when he was in the room and bringing his food and he would come up to me and say, I just, I don't feel well. I, I, I just, I don't feel like I'm getting better. And I said, it's going to be fine. Like, there's nothing we can do. We have to write it out. Because really, there isn't. It's out of our control. Completely out of our control. You start really thinking about, well, should I be worried? Do I lift do I, do I let myself be lifted by God and 
let him take over and just turn it over to him. I had those moments, but admittedly, sometimes I would still question. It's <laughs> looking back and I'm thinking about, you know, why was I concerned? Whatever is going to happen is going to happen. I can't control what is going to happen. Let it be. Let whatever may be, let it be. It was tough. The church has been amazing. It's like another family for us. This, this church is amazing. And like, we received uh, multiple messages constantly, daily. How you're doing? Can we can we do anything? Can we bring you anything? Even though we really we were we were okay, um, but we had we had one family drop. Up. They were concerned about the kids not having a, a proper Easter, or having candy, and they dropped a basket of of just chocolates and chips just for the kids, which is so wonderful. And that's what church family is all about. And you know, when another another person dropped. I asked, I asked her, can you, if you come across any Lysol, do you mind buying me some Lysol? And she came by and not just brought me the Lysol, but brought like two bags full of fresh fruit and just things like that, that just really just uplifted us and, you know, their, their prayers and their generosity of bringing, you know, essentials when needed. But mostly the prayers, really, because yes. when we when we don't have the strength to pray for ourselves, it is our church that prays for us and gets us through through those times. Mm-hmm. It, it's uplifting, really. Um, don't, I don't know how else we would do it if we didn't have our church family. We've we've been here over fifteen years. Uh, we were married fifteen years ago, and uh, we've been uh, part of this church and have lots of friendships. And knowing that. Each other is there, no matter what. There's just so many of us that uh, you truly don't ever feel alone. Um, even if it's just one person that reached out to you, that's more than enough. But that's never the case here. There's always so many people that reach out and um, are always willing to help. And um, yeah, just we love that. We love this church and the family that. Uh, we've grown to love here. They carry us through prayer, you know. Uh, yeah, from from when we got married, from when we had our, all of our kids and all our trials and struggles through our marriage, and everyone has prayed for us. And yeah, it's it's such a blessing to have that to have the church. If you can have the strength extended to your church family, lean on that. Sometimes there are moments in the household where it's easy for us to uh, truthful as it is, it's easy for us to bring ourselves down and drag each other with it. So you do need that um, in the church family and um, having that relationship with God, just being able for him to be able to lift you up through those moments as well. No, no, I think God was in all of it. When we look back, definitely, from the start, from even when Chris um, said that his work had um, a law for them to, to have an additional 10 days of uh, COVID sick, sick time, and he ends up getting sick, having to use that and, you know, not, not losing any work. That's a blessing right there. And just the fact that my parents didn't... Um, we're not affected so greatly, as greatly as us, 
and that our kids and our, our one kid that we were so worried about that is so immunocompromised, um, you know, they, they just wrote it off really quickly and yeah, like God was in all of it. I, I definitely believe that and continues to be, continues to um, just get us through everything. Yeah, and in the end, um, being able to share the experience and just be real about, you know, how we felt during that time. Looking back now, it's like, wow, we're just thankful that we're here talking about it. 